So the way I'm going to start this pot off, man, I ain't going to do it the way I always do it. I'm telling you guys right now, we're going to have a good time, but uh, I just want to set the vibe real quick. This is dedicated to the lover, to the lover, in you, in you, in you. Kim sitting there acting like she know what this is about. She don't know nothing. She don't know nothing. We got a very special guest in the building. I promise you guys. Hey, turn this up. Don't mean to be so abrupt, but that lets me know that she's a human being, and being human's hard on the boulevard. Girl, you got it bad. Glad I'm not one, but yet you got it good. You, you are, are the, the hot, hot one. one, but I'm Andre, Benjamin Andre to be exact. You'd hope to meet a gentleman one day. Well, this is that. In fact, Dookie introduced us at a show about a year or so ago. I don't know. Mine slips me. I'm in Dookie the Dookie introduced States, them you know, to the, the show. Me, dressing all boogie and carrying ugly yeah, cups. Andre and 2000 was supposed to drop an album. Where you at, man? Yeah, you and Frank. Hiding out. They see on the bus and feet shouldn't rust and beat is a must and we shouldn't lust, but we do. I'm laughing at the calendars and clocks. Ask Scott to match. The socks, what's in your speaker box, pink and blue? You're lollygagging, you're slow poking, you got me open, you're playing with me, darling. I'm not a toy, as if Anita Baker brings the joy. Yeah, you're yeah, kinder, yeah. the tiner, meaning the real McCoy. I can't wait. Yo, I do want to say, man, for them to put Andre 3000 at the beginning of that song was a fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> On all of their end, why did they let him do that? Um, they didn't even do like the bridge or the chorus, bring that mic closer because he's a star. He is a star. That's why. Because he's a star. Turn it up a little bit. Like, put it up like this. There you go. Mm. There we go. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a star. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's why. Um, I also do want to say, hmm, hmm, hmm. The person I have in this room today, man. <laughs> I don't think you understand, man. I don't think you guys really understand. I'm kind of fanning out. <laughs> too much. This is crazy, man. I got the one and only. I'm, I'm going to do a proper introduction after. But I got the one and only Kim Ben here. I'm like, this is fucking another question. The queen of the eye roll. <laughs> Dancer extraordinaire. Disney princess. And the goddamn legend of me, man. Let me go ahead and play this goddamn song for you guys real quick, man. This is by way of Kim. One of my favorite Lupe songs. Let's go ahead and do it, man. Turn me up, Cruz. And another explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Uh. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh. Fresh to death she is. From her steps to her set she is. So death might not let me live. You did. Fresh. Uh huh. Yes she is. Had a feeling that it would be a day like this. The orchestra. What was you when the song dropped? Man. Like this. No. Probably how say it, I guess. What made you like what memory did you have in your mind when you thought of this song? Oh, food and liquor is is my everything. This song is is just my everything. Like yeah. it's a love song. Yeah. But like it's rap, it's hip hop. Mm. So like it's the best of both worlds. Mm. It's just everything. We're gonna get into all of that. Yes. Let me tell you guys right now. I'm still fanning out! <laughs> Turn this shit right up! The starry skies above me 
me, won't you please come down and hug me Think I found love in this club tonight Oh, whoa Never matter to God, man Let me get another motherfucking explosion real quick, man I'm sorry Oh my god, man. Um, also did want to say, mm-hmm. uh, we just had October 16th, uh, 2023, Disney 100. That happened. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. All your favorite childhood memories, by way. By way of the of, mouse. Of, of young mouse, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, also do want to say, today happens to be, uh, when this episode drops, it's National iPod Day, October 23rd. So it says National iPod Day is celebrated on October 23rd to mark one of our greatest innovations, the iPod. With the promise of mobility, storage, and impeccable sound, Steve Jobs introduced the world to the very first iPod on October 23rd, 2001. Why is it 23? After selling 400 million units, generating billions of dollars in revenue and changing the landscape of the music industry the ipod has silently disappeared from the public eye but it will never be forgotten when was the last time you played music on the ipod oh man i mean dancing all the time when you go places you teach you have to rehearse we always put it on the ipod it was a game changer Mm -hmm. so we didn't have to use cds Hey, don't hey don't 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 say CDs like that. You act like you didn't I mean, have the, the big book in the car. I did, I, mean? I did, yeah. but I also didn't want my song to skip mid performance. Uh, so an yeah. iPod was kind of a game changer. I'm not gonna mm, lie. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Let me see. I actually never owned one. Wow. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I never owned an iPod. Um, I had like shit. I never had. Um, I never had like aim or none of that shit. Like, wow. I didn't have none of that. By the time I realized that was like the cool thing to have, yeah, I was like too late, like too late for it. So I had a Zune. Remember the little Zune? I did have a Zune. Oh, I had man. one of those. I yeah. did. Yeah. They were bigger. Yeah. Not as cool. Oh. <laughs> Where Thanks. am I? Where <laughs> Sorry. Not as cool at all. No, no, no. But it got the job done. It, it did. Get the, it still played music. It yeah, still it played music. Um, but I also want to say, man, let me go ahead and get this song just queued up for you guys, man. Thank you guys for listening every single goddamn mm-hmm. week. And also, I do want to say Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. That's patreon.com slash if I let you tell it for additional content. Um, that includes bonus episodes if you want some bonus episodes. Because next week, uh, me and my girlfriend intend on doing an episode um, on edibles. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where that, that was going. Yeah, that will yeah. be behind the paywall. So, um, on edibles or about, or we will be see all of the above. We will be on edibles. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> you just want to see where that goes. Okay. You know what I mean? Just have a little fun with it. You know what I mean? Um, bam. Where is this song at? All right, here it is, right here. So I know that you said that this person is your favorite artist mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I will be remiss if I did not play this song for you. So let me go ahead and turn this up for you guys. You guys vibe out. If you got a love one right now, make sure you grab some hips. Okay? <laughs> grab some damn hips, man. <laughs> grab some hips, guys. I am playing with y'all. You know what time it is. Your mama raised you right. Where my horse at? Can't just scream. <laughs> 
in love today. Don't know this damn song and they're not singing along with you right now. Go ahead and kick them to the curb. They're too young. If you don't play this song in your house, I know your house is dirty. Disgusting. You know what I mean? Disgusting. You got all kind of shit right yes. behind your toilet. Absolutely. Go ahead and get behind that toilet. Clean by so many crubs. Scrubs, scrubs, <laughs> all of them above. You're disgusting. Look, if you don't play no Anita Baker in your house, I know. On a Saturday morning? <laughs> On a Saturday morning? My vacuum cleaner doesn't even work unless Anita is playing. I don't even, I don't know. Explosions! Yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Um, so you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Guys, man. I really look, man. I'm gonna just get into the shit, man. Whatever. Welcome to the Follow Your Tailor podcast. It's your boy Mike Sash, Mike Fresh, and we have a special guest in the motherfucking building. You bitch. <laughs> now, Kim, I'm gonna say it right now. I cuss yes. a lot. Okay. I'm sorry. That's. I mean, I I do as well. Maybe okay. not as much. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I do want to say, man. I have somebody here that I have literally i've had the most respect for for over a decade and we're gonna get into that we got kim bitten in the motherfucking <laughs> building applause <laughs> yeah it's happened she's here i'm here she's right there in the flesh oh my god this is crazy Hello. what's Hello. going on kim man how you doing i'm doing good you know i uh, can't complain i could but why mm. so i'm here i'm ready to with, I'm with Mike mm. Sessions, you guys. Don't so let you just know. Oh God, he's kind of a legend. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm he's trash. Kind of a legend. <laughs> <laughs> not the explosion. <laughs> I mean, that's not how I remember it. But we'll get oh, into yeah. it. We'll yes, get into yes. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, before we get into it, I do want to say to everybody, man, thank you guys again for listening to this podcast every single week, man. Make sure you tap into that Patreon. We got three different tiers. You got a one dollar tier. You got a three dollar tier. And you got a five dollar tier. So whatever you want to sign up to, go ahead and do it, man. Every single uh, money uh, dollar, whatever that goes, that you subscribe to this podcast, man, it goes into the podcast. You know what I mean? So I uh, definitely appreciate every single person that is on that Patreon. You guys are simply amazing. <laughs> you guys are you guys are awesome. You get on my damn best. nerves, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but look, man, like I said, we have a Cal State legend. Now, I don't want to limit you to no damn Cal State legend, mm -hmm. but the last time I saw you was mm -hmm. by way of Cal State. Mm -hmm. and But you are a legend just period. And you want to know why? Why? It's mainly because you are one of the first examples. Now, mind you, I the first time I ever met you mm -hmm. or even saw you or even heard of Kim Benson mm -hmm. was I was 18 years old. Yes. Um. You were the cover girl of the Cal State catalog. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember that. The wow. 0809 catalog. I was, yeah. And I remember seeing the um seeing the catalog book. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing you in person. I said, Oh, that's the girl from the catalog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I remember like when I met you, mm -hmm. 
like you always had like this um it was like not just this glow this aura but it was just like this this stance of just like confidence it seemed you know and it exuded out of you you know and i don't know i don't i never told you this mm-hmm. but you definitely actually definitely actually it's crazy but you gave me a lot of confidence during my freshman sophomore year in college where it's just like just to be yourself absolutely yeah and get involved Mm -hmm. talk to people Mm -hmm. um not get caught up in all of this shit and Mm -hmm. even though i didn't get caught up in it at some point but I always respected just the energy that you brought around me. You know what I mean? So I definitely want to give you another round of applause, man. You're one of my idols. (laughs) (laughs) But the way I normally start this pod off, Mm -hmm. um, I ask the person, who are they? So I'm going to ask you, who was Kim? Wow. I mean, I feel like that's... That's kind of a loaded question, maybe. I don't know. It yeah, just depends it on, on, a, on a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. First and foremost, you know, I'm a daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm a black woman. Um, those are probably the most important. I think I'm a pretty good friend. Yeah. Um, some might say I'm a writer. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was, um, was going to say Okay, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a performer, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you are. And probably just a realist in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just me, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that is on that day, that's, that's who I am. So, mm-hmm. or who I try to be just myself. As far yeah. as like all of the things that you are interested in or mm-hmm. things that you, you know, that you have the talent for, mm-hmm. where does all of that start? Uh, probably my parents, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think if your parents, Whoever raises you, obviously, it doesn't have to be a two-parent household, one-parent household, your grandma, your aunts, whoever. If you are raised with the idea that you can literally do whatever you want, um, mm-hmm. it it kind of builds you up for success a little bit. You know, It yeah. lets you think, I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to try this thing once or twice. And for me, that was my whole life, trying things for the first time, mm-hmm. sometimes being good at it, sometimes not. But their confidence in me made me think, well, I can do that, even yeah. if I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's nice to have people, you know, backing you and telling you, you can try whatever you want. So mm-hmm. that helped me really, I guess the confidence you saw in me was probably from my parents being mm-hmm. like, oh, you can try that. Oh, you'll be fine at that. Or you can give that a go. Mm-hmm. So I just tried it. Were you an only child? Or I am. Siblings? Nope. Only child. Mm. Just me. <laughs> how was like that? Oh, I don't want to say how was that experience. That's all mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But did you ever, like, wish for, like, siblings? You don't mind me asking? Um, no. Uh, I think I was raised, I think, on a very nice in-between, right? So I think you can be an only child and be super spoiled, self-centered, and the, the kind of only children we all talk about and laugh about or whatever. Yeah. And I think you also can be one that is your parents have a lot of kids around them. Um, so my parents both worked at Cal State. So I was always around young people. Right. Um, I always, you know, I was at church. So, mm-hmm. you know, vacation Bible school and Easter and all the youth programs. Did they so have you in the choir? You know I was in the choir. <laughs> and you know I was praise dancing Explosion. down, 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 down. So those people became my, you know, family as well. I was raised with them. Um, So I never felt like, oh, I'm alone in these moments. It was just like I go home and there aren't other kids there. But 
my parents raised me as a part of their marriage, as a part of their unit. Yeah. So I was kind of treated maybe not like an adult, but like a whole person, mm-hmm. very young. Yeah. Um, so I never felt like I was missing out on anything. So I don't know, you know, if I had siblings, would I be different? But yeah. I think it worked out for me. Yeah, it worked yeah. out exactly the way it was supposed to. Absolutely. I, w- I do want to say you Virgos have been running amok. It's what, <laughs> what we is, do. No, 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 no. Somebody get Jada off the First of all, she doesn't count. I'd like to say, like, I'd like you, like, Beyonce is, like, the Virgo I would like you to reference and not Jada and whatever is going on with that. All right. Right now. <laughs> what yeah. I got right here uh-huh. is mm-hmm. the infamous purple book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that your birthday is September 11th. It is 9-11. What a okay. day. What a damn what day. What a 14th birthday. Right, mm-hmm. right. So what I normally do on this pod is I read people this book. Mm-hmm. It's the Astrology Birthday Book, A Guide to Your Personality and Destiny. Okay. And I got this for my girl for her birthday or whatever, Christmas, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do this for everybody. Don't take every single word as fact. It's not, obviously. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and read you for okay. your birthday. <clears throat> okay. It says, color, turquoise sea green. Number one, two, twenty-two. Stone, moonstone, said to be good for fertility and intuition. Plant, lavender. Animal, exotic fish. Occupation, lecturer, interior designer, and creative director. I mean work. Oh, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean <Like>, work. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, explosions, come on. <laughs> um, key features, extreme, intense, intuitive naturally good at having big ideas or formulating ideologies let's talk about your character it says you may sit in a cocoon for many years hatching plans of how you can transform yourself and the world at large as long as you mix with people who don't have your depth or potential you are lured into false uh, lured into the false idea that life just ticks along at some point or another your life will suddenly take off in a way that exceeds even your own expectations, making you realize that you have wings and can indeed fly. Uh, life path. You were born under a very special number, as 11 is a master number. This means that you are among a small percentage of people who have magic within them. Man, talk to the damn Disney princess, man. Come on. <laughs> You are capable of great deeds and will never really be totally happy until you do something magnificent with your life. Great things are so much easier for you to achieve than you realize. So dream it and do it. Let's talk about love. Okay. So it says, the virgin and the temptress are the two parts of the whole that is Virgo. And you act out these two symbolic sides more than most Virgos. You are wild and free with passion or restricted and celibate. Find balance. And spiritual and physical joy will come to you from love. Choose a sensitive cancer whose ruling planet, the moon, is also your birthday ruler. Every time I talk to people and they mention like a cancer, that's their face. Okay. All right. That's a choice. Hey, a cancer might be there. Best present is oils or watercolor paints or a leather bound journal. Birthday share, 1885, D.H. Lawrence, who was an author, 1965, Moby, the singer, mm-hmm. 
1967, Harry Connick Jr., who was a singer, jazz musician, and actor. And 1970, Taraji P. Henson. Work. I didn't know that. Who was an actress. Yeah. Obviously, we already know. Yeah. Young Love Yvette. That. Yes. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jody. Jody. Jody, my mm-hmm. Jody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and obviously, on this day, we already know what happened on that fateful day in yeah. 2001. Mm-hmm. We're not going to read that. <laughs> Moving but on. That is... The Purple Book Applause. You have a lot of magic within you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that Purple Book? Um, some of it was pretty, I think, uh, pretty spot on, yeah. I think, for the most part. Yeah. I think I'm pretty intuitive. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the magic is there. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. <laughs> um, I like a big plan. I think there's always more that can be done. Mm-hmm. more to learn uh you know i'm out here trying to change things so it sounds pretty correct yeah 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 sounds pretty correct now let's go into some of the backstory mm-hmm. of how we initially met mm-hmm. now outside of the catalog book that i remember seeing yes. you on mm-hmm. i do remember you as part of the spirit team as well uh yeah, was it spirit yes coyote spirit okay the yeah. cheerleaders and the dancers spirit. we were the dancers you were also a con major Yes, I was. I was a comm major. Yes. I don't think we shared any of the same classes, though. No, because you're a little younger. Yeah. yeah. So by by that time, you was probably mm-hmm. already doing like, yeah. Taking was, it to go. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. Like I was doing like gen ed or something. Yeah. 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 But um, when I found that out, I was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember um, at that time on Facebook, everybody was just adding everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Like, I didn't know who this person was. Yeah. Just go at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um. I remember you being very expressive, you know, and that was much like me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that often from mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And so I used to like really tune into a lot of people's. But there, I remember this one time you put up this post on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. My sirens ready. Right. My sirens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It could be anything, honestly. Ah. <laughs> all right turn this on um so you you i think i remember you tagged me you said something along the lines of like shout out mike sessions but you were like i just spent 30 minutes like going through like watching his videos like just like a rabbit hole i've been just been laughing she said <laughs> I appreciate all of the coonery. <laughs> okay, I was like, that, that sounds like me. Yeah, that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. So I remember you for that. I remember you just like, like I said, being expressive. I remember you mm-hmm. on campus. I just remember you just being everywhere. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you remember how we first met at all? I mean, I, I assume, I mean, black, yeah. right? So yeah. that is part of it but i would assume word it was it freshman orientation might have been buying a bit because i was doing that yeah and then around the time you were coming in mm-hmm. and i mean we were running that let's be mm-hmm. honest um right, right, right. and so that seems like it could have been i mean i worked in the student union mm-hmm. which was the hub of all activity and no class right, right not right. a single book was open <laughs> um so it could have been the student union as well but I feel like it was like freshman orientation and mm-hmm. we were just like, get the black kids over to us as soon as possible. Yeah. 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 That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely uh, you and 
redacted um, mm-hmm. and amongst a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. It's funny about to say redacted. Everybody yeah. knows exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. Crazy. I said, oh, yep. yes, <laughs> yeah, got yeah, it, got yeah, it, yeah. 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 Uh, but you was always involved, mm-hmm. and you, like I said, you always had this presence. Um, what, what is like a, how do I say it? Your time in college, mm-hmm. we was talking off mic about like, um, just in terms of how that was like a, a kind of like a, a bubble yeah. of yeah. a time mm-hmm. where it was like, once it ended, it's crazy. it was just like, oh, roaches in the light. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like, how was your experience? Like, like what happened post-college with Kim? Because I haven't saw you in over a decade. So yeah. what was like post-college life? Um, I think for me, once I started working for Disney, mm-hmm. that became so much of my life. Uh, obviously, it still is. So when I graduated, I graduated obviously later than I was supposed to because I started working for Disney. And I kind of stayed in that lane up until now. I was still performing. Like, I'm still in the IE, which is crazy. People are like, you still live here? And I'm like, yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm not ever around because I'm normally obviously driving to Disney. Mm-hmm. But working, I mean, I just started working. Going into the job force was kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, I think we all knew it was coming, but we were like, oh, we actually have to get a job, mm-hmm. like a like a real job. Real uh, job. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I immediately started working. I mean, I never didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was mostly just work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think it lined up with a communications degree because, again, I need to get a job. Same. Uh, you know, but <laughs> I was like, this is fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for me, just I went right out, started working, was fully in Disney full time and really pursuing that head on. And they were giving me a lot of opportunities that I couldn't pass up at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I'm going to see people when I see them, but also I got to do this thing because mm-hmm. I don't know how many little black girls are going to give this opportunity to. So right, let right, me right. jump in mm-hmm. all the way. So right. that's probably why I didn't see anyone, but I was always around. What made you always watching? What made you, well, how did you even get into Disney? Funny story. Um, so I randomly went to an audition. Me, Ashley, mm-hmm. um, Melanie, mm-hmm. Cal State people will know. Yeah. We went down there just to go. Mm-hmm. It was just an audition posted. And we were like, oh, let's go down there. We dance in college. You know, it's we got nothing to do on a Saturday. So we went to this audition. Hundreds of people. Right. I'm talking five, six hundred girls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, this is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. So there's all these cuts. We're there all day. I ended up getting kept to the very end of this audition. And then they cut me. We were mm-hmm. down from like 600 girls to like 15. Mm-hmm. And they were like, thank you so much. Um, but that's enough for today. And I was like, oh. first of all not you wasting my whole day um that's rude um yeah very much that and so then I left it was whatever I got a phone call a few days later that was like hey we want you to come back and I was like okay and they were like but we can't tell you for what it's like this feels like a scam yeah um and I actually went back and read for Princess and the Frog which hadn't come out yet we all knew it was coming out because Mm -hmm. Again, black. So we were like, yeah. absolutely, it's our time. And I secretly read for that. And I ended up getting it, portraying the character. And then I dipped. I took a leave from school, mm-hmm. did the cruise ships. And once I did two contracts on the ships, my mom was like, but actually, Cal State, mm-hmm. you're going to finish. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, right, right, right. 
And then I came back. Oh, that. I was like, oh, like school. I didn't know. I, like, I'm rich. So actually, I don't need to go to school. And she was like, no, right, you're right. going to go back to school. Right, right. So, yeah. And then I came back to Cal State, finished at Cal State, and uh, just started working at Disneyland because mm-hmm. it was obviously more feasible than living on a boat for 10 months at a time. Right. Yeah. And then that the rest is history. I've been there ever since. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, wait, are you still there? I'm still there. Oh man, they would be giving a damn applause. Where my applause at? Come on! Yeah, I'm still there. Crazy. God. Yeah. The real princess, Dion. Yeah. Huh? It's been 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yo, and I always like commend like your Halloween costumes too. I do love Halloween. Like, it's my time. Do you have some of the most iconic costumes? It's my time. <laughs> it's my time. I really feel alive, honestly. Are you gonna tell people who you gonna be this year? I am not. I'm not. But you are. But you are. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. You. I mean. Yeah. Listen, we can talk about things I've done in the past, but, you know, yeah. I like to drop it on the day, let everyone be surprised. My, I'm trying to figure out what's my favorite costume. Was it Beetlejuice? Was it Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. The Popeye's, the Popeyes lady. lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else was you? Who else Who else did you do? You did somebody else, too. I did the lady from Gullah Gullah Island. You last did? Year. Yes. And she hit me up. Did she? She did. She was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I was <laughs> Wait, like, what? I'm so sorry, ma'am. Um, I'm crying in your inbox right now because you shaped our lives. She was like, no, I love this. I just showed my husband. Da, Wait, da, da, da. What? Yes. I don't know how it got to her. I yeah. don't know. I think I had a friend that knew a friend, but it literally got to her. And she messaged me. She DM'd me and was like, I literally love this. And I said, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually stop uh because i can't Yo, so that is fucking yeah crazy, they just though. put i think gullah gullah island on paramount plus or it's like mm-hmm. on a streaming service again so it was just like perfect timing that it all worked out like that with her mm-hmm. and she's so nice <laughs> and truly doesn't understand like like gullah gullah island was like that girl yeah like binya mm-hmm. binya yeah 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 yeah, yeah stop yeah. yeah so she's very nice and she was very complimentary and um yeah go mm-hmm. watch it if you haven't it's on paramount plus yeah better yeah better watch damn please give them the, all the streaming money they deserve it they <laughs> yeah. shaped us it mm-hmm. was like black people barney i love it black people barney honestly hilarious. i mean honestly like <laughs> yeah honestly yeah yeah, yeah yeah so even like within um your time at disney mm-hmm. you know what i mean um what do you what have you like learned the most while working for a huge conglomerate like Disney. Because they own every goddamn thing. Everything. Every <laughs> single thing they own. Um, so, so watch your words carefully. I know. I'm like, well. They might own me <laughs> this um, podcast. They're probably listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away is just because something is extremely magical does not mean it's not kind of a mess mm-hmm. and a little toxic. Yeah. So. It, everyone that ever works there has a moment where they realize you go as a fan and then you go as a cast member. And mm. those are very, very different experiences. Mm. Um, and yeah, just it's it is magical. It is all of those things. It is also overpriced. Yeah. Um, but on the back end of it, there's a lot of work to be done. Mm. Um there's a lot of things just for the black and POC cast members that they have not taken care of and Mm. we have not always been you know uplifted in the ways that we needed to be so Mm. it's been a it's a fight you know between loving something a lot and if i think if you love it enough you're willing to criticize it Mm -hmm. and so i you know 12 years in 
have been a lot more vocal. I mean, I've always been vocal, right. but a lot more vocal about the things just specifically in, in, in entertainment that need to be fixed yeah. um, because it's we're holding people accountable in 2023. Uh, we're holding yes. corporations accountable. We're, yeah. you know, we're doing a lot more. And I think that's where I am with Disney. Like mm-hmm. I'm at a position where I've been there long enough where I can say things and I'm not worried that something's going to happen to me. Yeah. Um and none of that takes away from the magic, but if the magic ain't for everybody, then it's it's not really magical. Right, right. So we we've got a lot to do and a lot of work to do. So I hope to make some of those changes and mm. yeah, while still having fun because I still enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know, still like dancing while my knees let me. <sighs> Good old these, these knees. knees. You know what I mean? So yeah. Megan, give me your damn knees, girl. I don't know. How she, I don't even <laughs> understand. I've been dancing my That's entire crazy. life. That's I'm sorry. And. Megan is a different type because I don't know how she does it. Right. Yeah. My yeah. back hurts just thinking about getting up in the morning. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you said um, even about you've always been outspoken. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times with people who are very outspoken, they're mm-hmm. often misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself very or misunderstood at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Like, what do you think is misunderstood about you? Um. Well, I think I think depending on. Let me see. I think a message sometimes can be correct. Like what you're trying to say is correct. But I think oftentimes the messenger is the problem, right? So everything I've I've ever said, whether it was, you know, during 2020 or at work or stuff at Cal State or stuff at Disney, normally the message is correct. But people have a hard time getting over the messenger. And so automatically black women are perceived, you know, Mm-hmm. Like we're mean or we have an attitude just because we're direct and we're saying a lot of the same things that a white man would say, but they don't like the messenger. Right. So that leads to you second guessing yourself and second guessing what you're saying and second guessing, you know, am I, you know, too harsh, too real? Am I not smiling enough? Am I not putting things in a pretty package? And mm-hmm. I just have to get over that. I had to learn to get over that. And right as long as my intentions are right, as long as the message that I'm putting out is, is correct. I I can't get over the fact that people don't like that. It's coming from me. Uh That's just one of the things you learn on in your thirties. Maybe Uh I didn't always know it in my twenties, but now I'm like, Oh, well they're never going to like that. It's coming from me. So I might as well say it anyway. Right. 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 right, (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important, especially like even being a con major, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you kind of learn like a lot of different things, even like, you know, but I just think the, the black experience in mm-hmm. itself when you're dealing with corporate America yes. or you're dealing with people who are not used to um, our tone of yes. things or just yes. like, you know, um, our dialect, whatever. Um, it may appear as aggressive or mm-hmm. it may appear as very strong will. You're mm-hmm. trying to strong arm somebody. You're not. Nope. You know what I mean? I'm just but, talking. But we're also, is we're also no tolerance too. Absolutely. You know, accountability is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you ever like, um, do you ever feel like, um, do you ever feel like a shell of yourself sometimes when you're, how am I trying to say this? Like when you're like in corporate America, like you want to, obviously you can't do and say everything that you want to say. Right. But like, how do you like navigate that within like, 
um, holding back on certain things yeah. that you know you need to say, but yes. something you know you just can't say. Um, I think it's a balance, right? So obviously, I work full time outside of working at Disney as well, and and that is also very a very corporate world. And I've learned over time to adjust my message or how maybe I deliver it, mm-hmm. um, and in a way that isn't sanitizing the message, right? Like right. I always say, like I'm not going to give you the crystal light version of myself. Mm-hmm. I might water it down a little bit, but I've learned that like if I go right out of the gate and being like, you're dumb and that's not what we're going to, then they're like, oh my God. I just yeah. So if I'm like, yeah. hey, I just really wanted to talk to you about this thing. It keeps coming up and yeah. it's just like your delivery. I guess it's like a little mm-hmm. bit of code switching, unfortunately, but yeah. it's not a shell of myself. I, I don't consider it that anymore. I think at times I was like, they're trying to silence me. But uh-huh. I think now I'm, I just think it's a different layer of myself. And it's almost like if if, if you're looking like at a, the color blue and you uh-huh. can kind of change the transparency of it, right? It can be darker, lighter. I feel like I know where I need to be on that scale to get the same message across. But I know depending on the room that I'm in or the people I'm in front of, how I have to shade that response so that mm-hmm. it gets my point across, but also I'm not being talked to by HR because right, right, Becky right. said I made her cry. Shout out Becky. I mean, they are everywhere <laughs> and they are literally the most scariest people. In the oh world. my God. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah man. Mm-hmm. White tears. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes they're not always white oh, there, but they're almost never black. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's also that. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Disney, I, I saw your recent post. Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, your most your most recent post, mm-hmm. I would say, um, where you said like basically there's a lot of things that were thrown in your lap, mm-hmm. and you felt a little like you felt bad about like not showing up, mm-hmm. you know, for whether it's like a person or for multiple people, mm-hmm. however, like whatever it is, um, like what is that like? What was your mindset going into even like saying that? You know what I mean, like. Cause I, cause I, honestly, when I read that, mm-hmm. I felt that on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Cause we all go through different things. Mm-hmm. We all have <sighs> life be kicking our ass yes, sometimes. You yes. know what I mean? And sometimes we get lost in our own mm-hmm. stuff that we often don't realize how much is actually affecting other people. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, where are you at? Kind of like with it now? I would ask more. Um, I think, I think for me, I've always been a person that people can rely on and a person that, you know, people get advice from good or bad. Um, but they know that, you know, if they can come to me with a problem, I'm going to give them an, give them advice. Right. Or if they're, Mm -hmm. even if it's something like we're having a birthday dinner and I'm like, I'm gonna make it, I'm always going to make myself available and show up for people. Mm -hmm. And in the last few years, I realized I was like, well, I actually had something going on. And I couldn't show up for people in the way that I deemed, you know, a good friend or a good person. And I had to realize like, oh, no, what you were going through is a lot. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was time for people to show up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also had to remember people aren't going to show up in the ways you want them to all the time. And they're only going to show up as much as they know how. Right. Mm -hmm. So in my world where I'm like, this happens to somebody, I'm doing this, 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 this and this. That's what I'm capable of giving someone else. Everyone wasn't capable of giving me that. So mm-hmm. I had to apologize to myself for being like, oh, you deserve to not be able to do all the things you've done for everyone before. And yeah. also, you deserve for people to make a little bit of effort to do the same for you. Right. And I had to, 
it was it was it was a two way street, right? So I think I'm learning, you know, two years into all of the stuff, like I'm doing my best and I'm still actually a really good friend to people and a really mm-hmm. good person, but I have to pull back some of that because literally no one's gonna show up for you like you're gonna show up for yourself. Right. And if I'm, you know, essentially pouring from a glass that's empty, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting filled enough from anybody. And mm-hmm. so it's like I'd say it's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Yeah. I was like handing them out like crazy. But when I needed some, everybody was like, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. So sorry. Uh. Yeah. And I had to be like, oh, because they, it's not a one for one. It's you not, know, it's not, it's not a one for one. It's not. Yeah. That's one of the things I like. That's why when I, when I read that post, like I literally had to struggle with that, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like just doing things for other people and then. Like you gotta kind of have to step away from certain expectations, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Like everybody got their own things they're dealing yes. with, but also just like when you do do something for somebody, you it's just I'm doing this because it's out of the you kindness of my yes, heart. You cannot like, expect is, something back. If you expecting things back, it's like why are you why, really, are, you why are you really doing correct? It? You yep. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I've been just like kind of seeing you from afar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've been seeing you in person yeah. in over a decade. It's yeah. been a long ass yeah. time, um, and I'll tap into certain things like I like I've seen like you know your blog, and mm-hmm. I definitely tapped into that a couple times. And and what intrigued me was your level of vulnerability, mm-hmm. like and like where does this come from <laughs> like you know what i mean because like for me it's like i i used to do the same thing and mm-hmm. i stopped mm-hmm. and the main reason i stopped was just moment of honesty the feeling of like being judged mm-hmm. and even though i'm pretty transparent on this mm-hmm. podcast there are a lot of things i live in myself to talking about mm-hmm. and i feel like with you you are pretty transparent mm-hmm. about your experiences mm-hmm and your journey mm-hmm. where does that like like where does that really derive from or like what what do you really do it for um I don't really know I mean I don't know where that comes from I just feel like you know anytime I've ever said anything or wrote anything there's always someone I mean without fail whether publicly or privately is saying you know thank you for writing that because I didn't know that anyone else felt that way or mm-hmm. I didn't know that you know me feeling this way that other people could understand in words you know what I'm feeling and for me I I just don't see any harm I guess yeah. in being vulnerable I don't I don't know I I I write things and a lot of times when I write it, mm-hmm. I don't look back at it, right? So a lot of people are like, you should write a Same. book. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even go back to like a post like mm-hmm. on Facebook or now on the blog. Once I hit send, in that moment, that's what I needed to say. And I'm done with that, right? And so maybe for me, it's therapeutic in the sense of I'm saying what I want to say. And I'm kind of just putting it out. It's like a, it's like a online blog yeah, or yeah, yeah. journal yeah, more yeah. so than it's like me writing something and telling people mm-hmm. my business. I think it's more of this is a thought that I had in this moment. I wanted to share it. If it hit, it'll hit the people it needs to hit uh-huh. and the other people will scroll by mm-hmm. and probably one or two people will be like, well, why did she write that? Mm-hmm. Those people I probably don't care about anyway. Right, 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 um, right. And then 
I'm done, you know? So mm-hmm. it feels therapeutic maybe in a way to just be able to not always just put the good things on social media, but mm-hmm. to put things with a little more depth and know that if one person is like, dang, mm-hmm. thank you for that. I'm like, good. Mm-hmm. I don't, And I don't even need that. It could be no one says anything. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of things where no one replies and a lot of things where I don't know if people are reading it. But again, if I was looking for the validation, I would be like, oh, how many people have read it? Mm-hmm. I would check like views on the blog or mm-hmm. I would check, you know, likes on the posts. And it's actually surprising to me when I go back and remember I have a blog and I'm like, I'll check the views. I'm like, oh, people are like reading this mm-hmm. <laughs> like on their own. Right, right, like right. that's crazy to me because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have even like a sub stack where it's like they're emailing it out. So people are seeking out this information. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, then it's meant to be there. Right. But I don't, it's never really been about that for me. It's mm-hmm. more of like, this is something that I was thinking, something on my heart I wanted to say. And I put it out, put it down and I almost close it yeah. in those moments. And if somebody else, you know, sees that and takes it in, I'm like, absolutely. Maybe next time they will be the one that can say whatever they're thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it's not really for anyone other than myself. It helps me close things up a little quicker to put it in writing. And then maybe I can reference it for myself in a year, Mm -hmm. six weeks, a month. But I I don't know where it started, but I think there's just a lack of authenticity out in the world. And that was what I was about to (laughs) literally just say right now in terms of just like that. It helps me. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people where I've like read and like felt a connect, Mm -hmm. you know, because on social media, there is a lot Yuck. of fucking fluff. Yuck. There's like so much cap yeah. <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. So much goddamn cap that yeah. you can, you just, it's just, it consumes us. It That's really why does. you kind of have to be a little wary of the things you consume on a day to day on your phone. Mm-hmm. The notifications you peep at, the shows you watch, all that different type of stuff. Yeah. It's like you're consuming these things. And when you get to see somebody that is being very vulnerable mm-hmm. on the internet, like and it's not like a cry for help because I, I never thought of that in any mm-hmm. of your posts like it's mm-hmm. a cry for help or anything mm-hmm. like that like because you even like in, in your posts like you even like make a joke in it oh yeah you know what I mean because yeah myself <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and it's just like it's so authentic it's so real it's mm-hmm. so true to you mm-hmm. that it like it like that's why I was saying yeah. back at Cal State it also helped me mm-hmm. be the person that end up making videos mm-hmm. and doing like these parodies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just be mad silly on campus. Yeah. Do poetry, do open mm-hmm. mic nights, you know what I mean? Write poems and put them on the notes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or don't ever go looking for those guys. They're there. They're there. <laughs> I deactivated my Facebook. Good luck. <laughs> I'm sure I can find a video. I'm sure. Ah, shit. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Where are my goddamn explosions at? There it is. <laughs> oh. But. I truly, truly, I don't, I really cannot express this enough, like how much like authenticity like matters in mm-hmm. this space, mm-hmm. in this world that we're mm-hmm. in, because everything is so weird. Yes. Like, we're in a very weird yes. ass time. Like, yeah. Nobody is like, there's no level of like just realness. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you see it in the music. You Ugh. even see it in, in film. You see it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see it in a lot of different shit. Mm-hmm. Like everything, they keep making remakes of every goddamn thing. They keep doing like, dog. Yeah. Where's the original yes. ideas? Where's yeah. the new? Who's the new new? Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't and, sell. <laughs> and I just, yeah, man, 
it's just refreshing just to see those things. And I just want to tell you, man, um, before we get into the intermission, I do want to say, man, just continue doing that shit, man, because I know you do it for you or you just like you just releasing. Mm-hmm. But for people like me who are artists, mm-hmm. you know, and you're an artist and, you know, to continue to create and be innovative as much as we can or at least attempt to be innovative, we need authenticity around us mm-hmm. we need that energy so yeah I'll just give you a fucking applause yeah. uh, um and we're gonna get into some games and all of that shit too mm-hmm. um i do have another topic i want to get into but i'm gonna okay. do it after the intermission okay. um Yada yada yada. I hope you're having a good time, man. Oh, a great time. I, I hope I mean, I'm not Mike boring Sessions. you, man. Ah, oh, don't do that. Me. Oh, where's my horse? He's a star. He's <laughs> a star. I was there. Uh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a song I want to play for you guys, man, for this intermission while we wait for the second half. You feel me? Aaron Ray, man. He just dropped this new song called Well, he didn't just drop it, but it's on his new project. He just dropped this new project called Phases Three. It's an EP. Um and he has a song called Wait So Long. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that for you guys. You sit tight. Go ahead and vibe out. Like I said, grab some hips. Grab some hips. The weather's about to get cold. Okay? Hopefully. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fucking God, this is about to be 90 degrees. Yeah, it's 1,000 degrees. You know what I mean? But uh, definitely grab some hips, man. Aaron Ray, Wait So Long. See you guys in a minute.
say, the hell? <laughs> Stop. He didn't say that. He didn't say yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That was a new song. Yo, man. Mm-mm-mm. That, you guys, was Aaron Ray, Wait Too Long, from his new project, Phases 3 EP, that just came out uh, Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I was talking to my girl about Aaron. Do you know who Aaron Ray is? I don't. Okay. So, he's he's handsome. Okay. Very handsome guy, right? All right. And, uh, <laughs> actually, no, I wasn't talking to my girl. Who the fuck like, was I talking, to, talking about this with it? We were just like, wait, it's a God-given talent to be able to sing. Yes. And when we say sing, we mean like actually sing. sing. Not, not what y'all are yeah, doing. Not this is a... Whispering text messages. Yeah. Singing in cursive. We're talking about singing, right? Aaron Ray can sing. Mm -hmm. And he's also very handsome. Okay. Now, God, you're a great God. I know where this is going. Yes. (laughs) A mighty one. Come on. Yes. What did Jazzy Face say? Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, I can't even say it right now. I, I can't even remember it. But just like, it's not fair. You know what I mean? Favor is not fair. There you go. Favor is not fair. It's not fair. We have, we all have our things. Some people are some people who sing really good. Mm-hmm. They can be a very mediocre looking person. Yes. But when you yeah. hear their voice and they sing, the stock goes up. Yes. You'd be like, ah. Oh, okay. It makes you more attractive. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, to be sexy. And have the nerve <laughs> to be able to sing. <laughs> God has his favorites. You know what I mean? He does. That makes you look at non-attractive people a little bit differently when we have arguments. Non-attractive, yes. You know what I mean? So if you if you try to date somebody just off the off the strength, you know what I mean? Like, yo, it's a good personality. I love a good personality. Not really the best looking, but you're a really nice guy. But don't make me mad, because <laughs> because you can, don't ever have the nerve do that. to argue with me don't and look the way you look. <laughs> That's disrespectful. At least be cute when I when I when I argue with you. Everyone's cute in their own way. Mm-hmm. That's that Disney coming out of you right there. Thank you. You got a friend in me. Oh, that's you're welcome. Oh, that's Disney. No, it's it's all Disney. Oh God, <laughs> all Disney. Right, Disney, Pixar, Yo. ABC, oh, ESPN, ESPN. All, yeah. Hulu, all of it, all of it's ours. That is crazy. Ours, ours, ours. Yeah, National oh, Geographic, man. ours. Oh my God, yeah, man. theirs. But yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> Marvel. Jesus Christ, man. Um, and a little bit of Coca Cola, if you didn't know. Another explosion. <laughs> I didn't do this stuff. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You know, I just put a little stock in so I can get say, I don't make the rules. The rules made me. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, man. Um, I do want to get into a little bit more serious topic okay. before we get into the games. Okay. And I think I kind of prepped a little bit for mm-hmm. you. Um, this is always weird for me, but <laughs> it is. Because I'm awkward when it comes to shit like this, but um, you consider yourself kind of like um how would you say it like a grief what i'm like i say grief gangster Mm -hmm. but yeah that's what i say Mm -hmm. you had the the unfortunate experience of Mm -hmm. losing a lot of people Mm -hmm. including your father yes recently yeah within two years right and i remember like (laughs) 
I just remember like just seeing your different posts over the years mm. and how much you revered your. You always up your parents. Yes, you always. I mean, if it's one thing that Kim yes. is gonna do, she yes. gonna put her parents up here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. you should. Yeah. And when I saw that post, obviously, mm. like like I said, we don't talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like a salute from the distance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when I saw that post you put initially of your father passing. Mm-hmm. That shit, in a wild way, really affected me. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just like, damn, yeah. you know what I mean. But it's like I don't ever really know how to approach people mm-hmm. when they lose somebody. Cause yeah. it's like, do you want to give them their space? Mm-hmm. Do you want to reach out and be like, mm-hmm. hey man, you know yada. Yeah. But like, how are you navigating this shit right now as someone who has lost somebody that is extremely integral to? your entire existence literally my whole face um i mean i think well two twofold i think number one for your end i will say people not knowing what to do typically means they do nothing yeah and that's actually the worst thing you could possibly do right um i think for me it's been obviously it's been difficult you know it wasn't it was post-covid so it wasn't in post COVID as we're still in a pandemic, but again, yeah, somatics. Yeah. But, um, I think it was unexpected. It wasn't like, Oh, you, he was sick or he was, the, it was just a very unexpected wake up one day. And you're like, Oh, you find you're this person in your house and you're like, they passed away. It was uh, literally like that super yeah. instantaneous. Um, so I, again, going back to like the person that is, showing up for others, doing all this for others. Mm. I thought, I genuinely thought like people were going to be consuming me with like love. And mm. I don't want to say love because that's probably the that's not the best way to say it. But I think I thought people were going to be, you know, hitting me up every day, coming to my house, telling mm-hmm. me what can you, I can, what can I do for you? Because mm-hmm. that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And none of that happened. Mm-hmm. I got the text messages. Obviously, I got, you know, the Instagram or whatever. But I was really more taken aback by how little I felt I was maybe comforted by the people around me. Right. And in complete juxtaposition to that, my mom is obviously a grown up and she's older. But people were coming to the house taking her to lunch Mm. um, because that's her husband. They've been married over 30 years. So people were showing up for her in a different way. So I'm watching her and I navigate the same thing in the same house. And I'm like, Mm. should I be easy? Should it be? It seemed easy for her. Right. And I'm like, how is she like waking up every day? How is she like getting out of bed? And I'm like, I could literally stay in this bed forever and that would be enough. Right. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning it was just, so bizarre because everything has been three of us Mm -hmm. me my mom my dad I mean from the beginning it's always been the three and I truly it was it's shocking really like to lose a person especially when it's unexpected is so shock it's jarring not just anybody but right and it's like I'm like wait and it took me a while to really wrap my head around it so initially you're you have this loss, then you have to tell your family, then you have to tell your friends. And then it turns into like, I told someone planning a funeral is like planning a wedding. It's Hmm. that many details. It costs just about as much, but it's not fun. Right. But you have all this stuff to do. So you got to 
get rid of these things, take care of that, go to the funeral home. You got to make plans. You got to have a service. You got to do that. And there's just all this planning. So I think for the first few months, nothing even downloaded. It was just like, we got to get this done. Yeah. And it's me and my mom. And we're like, we know how he is. We know he wants it a certain way. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, he doesn't want me out. No offense. Having a car wash to raise money for, you know, right, his right, service. Right. Like it's so many things I had to take care of that. It didn't really hit me. Yeah. And then I would say around six months or so is when I genuinely was like, oh, like he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably the lowest that next, you know, six months to a year was super low. Mm-hmm. And at that time, so many people had taken a step back for mm-hmm. me because people don't know how to talk to people that are grieving. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. we're in this age, this age where we know a lot of therapy words, but we yeah. don't actually know how to put those, those things into action. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's always, let me know if you need anything yeah. instead of, I'm going to send you, you know, a $10 thing for Starbucks and get a drink or, you know, I'm here if you need anything, but it's really, you know, um, I tell you what I need and it's like, well, I can't do that. That's too much. Or I was, people are just going to dinner and Mm -hmm. they're like, well, we didn't invite you because we thought you'd be sad. And it's like, people treat you so differently. And I think that was harder than the actual loss. Obviously Mm. it's not harder than the loss, but it's, it's the way people treat you. And I was like, there's something wrong with me. People don't know how to just talk to me like I'm a normal person anymore because uh-huh. they see this like maybe cloud of grief over me wherein the reality is I would be so much better if you still invited me to go to BJ's, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you still, you know, sent me a text and I might not reply, yeah. you know, but I would like that. I would like to be involved with things. And so it was it was difficult and it still is where you're finding yourself back and trying to get yourself back into these circles and around these people that you've been around and always in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh, well they, they're treating me differently because they know this thing happened to me. Yeah. And so when people say like, I don't know what to say, or I don't know what, and it's like, say anything, right? Like again, we might not reply. Mm. We might, we will eventually, or maybe we never do, but the thought of being thought of in a time like this is so important, especially when everything in your life is changing. So if everything in my home life is changing, everything in my family dynamic, the three of us that I've known for all 36 years, right? Mm -hmm. Or 35 years at the time is changing. I can't also have my friends be different. Right. Right. right, right, I can't also have, you know, my work be weird. You know, I can't also have, all these things that are normal. You need that. You need something normal. Yes. Like you need some normalcy because there's this storm and like, those are the things that are the calm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. when those things are not there, that's where it kind of came to the storm. That adds to it. And so for the last two years now, it's been two years. It was two years in April. It's re just trying to get people to treat me normally. It's so interesting to me to, um, yeah, just see how uncomfortable death makes people. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my friends, I'm like, we're so much, you're all so much closer to this happening to you. Yeah. Than yeah. you think. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, so much closer. And it's, I will know what to do for them. And I, again, will not hold that against them when that happens, mm-hmm. but I will definitely keep in mind the people that kept me in mind, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, it's, And I think on top of all of that, when you're a black woman, 
like myself, right, 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 right <laughs> that right, right. is perceived to be so strong. Mm-hmm. You people don't give you empathy. You know, they don't give you sympathy or empathy or both the same way they might give someone else. So mm-hmm. it was actually something that I probably will write about. But I had a friend almost a year, no, within the within the year, two other friends had friends had parents pass, and the reaction to them was so different. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone told me, a friend told me, well, they need us. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. I I don't okay but they really felt that they believe that right Mm -hmm. they thought like but you're okay they need us and I'm Mm -hmm. like that's crazy right like that's crazy to just decide well Kim is fine but this person a parent same situation Mm -hmm. they need us though Mm -hmm. you don't need us Kim and I'm like wow wow yeah like, that's crazy that you think that I'm, like, devoid of, like, needing people. And that could be me, right? Mm-hmm. That could be my personality. That could be people seeing me as this person that doesn't need help. But I couldn't – I, like – that was, like, a game changer for me. Yeah. Like, for someone to actually say, like, well, they're going through this thing and they – you don't you don't need us. But they, they need, like, our help. They need – and I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. So – for me, as far as the grief process has been, it's definitely not linear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely not like the five stages or whatever they say in the books. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, maybe that works for some people, but <laughs> it's, yeah, like, it's like, what are you talking about? Um, I think in this time, it's very different, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's social media is also a big part of it, right? You post that you lose a loved one mm-hmm. and for 24 to 48 hours, your inbox is flooded. Your comments are flooded. And then it just and goes. then it just cuts off. And then only yeah. when I post about him, it's like, oh, people remember. Where it's like, there's other people where, oh, it's Mother's Day. Let me reach out to them because I know their mother passed. Mm. And it just doesn't happen for everyone the same way. So mm. I've had to really, um, I don't know, come to terms with, again, people can only show up as much as they know how. Yeah. Um, and also the message and the messenger, right? Mm-hmm. The message is still grief, but the messenger is presumed to be okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting, a lot mm-hmm. better now. I think now that I can meet people where they are and understand, but it was upsetting and it has been upsetting to to know that like people just don't know what, we don't know what to do. Like we don't, we, we don't know what to do. It's not mm-hmm. something that happens every day and it's not, I don't know, a father or a parent that you lived in the same house with currently in that situation is like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's crazy, you know, yeah. but if people think you're okay, I guess mm-hmm. they decide that you don't need them. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to show up for myself, you yeah. know, but I, I am happy that I'm learning, you know, and I'm happy that I'm growing because of the situation. And, um, I'm also just very happy that people are like showing up for my mom because mm-hmm. for me, that was my biggest concern. I mean, but even our neighbors, like on our street, mm-hmm. just are obsessed with her. And yeah. I'm like, who are these people? Why do we have tamales? <laughs> oh, they dropped them off. And right, I'm like, right, who right. is they? They take out <laughs> yeah. our trash cans. They're right. cutting the grass. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm okay with that. I love that she is being supported and lifted because I don't always have the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people around me that really get it have really been helpful to me. And those are the people that I will 
hold close and when it comes to this specific thing um but yeah it's it's all a process we're learning we're i'm i'm just taking it all in every day is something Mm. new you know Mm. some days i'm like totally fine and some days you're like i am in a chipotle parking lot crying Mm -hmm. because i got extra guac and my dad would want extra guac and you're like girl what Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it literally is that across the board right Mm -hmm. and all of those things are okay um all of those things are okay so it's just a mixture of finding how you deal with the situation and never making anyone feel bad because they don't know what to say, you yeah. know, yeah. saying anything, even if it's, if you don't know what to say, just thinking of you period done. Yeah. Yeah. Done. You yeah. know, let me know if you need anything. Maybe not that <laughs> maybe being like, I'm sending you this or here's a blah, 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 or chicken nuggets are on the way yeah. or because like, you know, let me know if you need anything. I don't know what I need. And it's also just like you kind of just waiting for this yes. person who's dealing with all of this to put it back. To, yes, and you know it's what like, I mean. Instead of like, being you proactive, I'm on the ground crying. Yeah. I'm in the Chipotle parking lot. I don't know what I need. Right, 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 I need right. you to just be like, I sent you some donuts. Yeah, maybe that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need it until and you and do even it. Even if I don't eat them, like thanks yeah, for thank you for thinking. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's I I think the the one thing I can say about just grief is the let me know if you need anything. It just, I know the place that it comes from, yeah. but I can't even think about tying my shoes some mornings. Yeah. I am never going to let you know if I need something. I'm yeah. just, I'm not going to do that yeah. because if I knew, if I know what I needed, yeah, I would be fine. Would, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I would, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's just something, it's our language and I know it's, it's a language we use and it's a, a language that we're comfortable with sending, but I would, I would take a thinking of you or a. Like, yo, this this sucks. Do you think that's a calm major thing? Well, it's, yeah, knowing how to communicate yeah. is because we often follow follow on words that are comfortable and familiar, right? Because mm-hmm. when did that start? Let me know if you need anything. I don't know. Our parents weren't thoughts saying and that. prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> it's very much giving thoughts and prayers. And I'm like, you yeah. don't pray. Right. Yeah, right. You you are not praying. So for you me, actually I, and I you're sending the prayers up. You're an atheist. How the hell are you sending me thoughts and prayers? I don't want those prayers. I don't want those prayers. Well, what are you praying about? And to who? Because mm. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's the it's a very common language. It's a yeah. very they're the same things we see all the time. But I think um treating people normally, you yeah. know, being yeah. aware and uh acknowledging what they're going through, but treating them normal right. is so much more important than being like let me know if you need anything mm-hmm. like are y'all going to Chili's yeah. invite me yeah maybe I want to get a two hey, for 20 hey hey you 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 feel me explosions I mean, you know Come on, me, man. I don't know that I needed the two for 20 because yeah. you didn't tell me mm. right so just treat people in the same way you would treat them and that's for anything I mean that's if they get married that's if they have kids that's if they're going through something if they lose their job like they These get are, money, lose they money. They get money, whatever. lose money. Like yeah. we all like, if you're not a friendship is like an action, right? Like yeah. those are things that continuously change and move. And I don't know. I think we've just kind of gotten into the social media of it all where it's mm-hmm. like it, I'm supposed to say thoughts and prayers and then I'm going to send you a text message in exactly 72 hours mm-hmm. that says, let me know if you need anything. I got you. And I'm like, it's almost kind of like the, um, like when I deactivated my Facebook and my birthday came around. Oh. Oh man. I used to get 
I took oh, mine off. a birthday text. Yeah. <laughs> I took mine off. I took mine off just yeah. as a social experiment for myself. Yeah. And this year specifically, like, so last year, my friends threw me a, a surprise party. And I think it was in a way because everything that had happened just the year before, I think mm. it was a way to like, we're going to throw this surprise party. There's all these people there and people are like, wow, like you had like almost 40, 50 people come this mm. last year. They didn't remember. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? But they, at that time they thought that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Right. And I appreciate the gesture and it was awesome to see all those people, but I don't know if it's what I needed. Right. Mm-hmm. But no one asked me what I needed. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we're going to do this thing so that everyone can, you know, mm-hmm. kind of celebrate you. And I'm like, those moments are great. Mm-hmm. But I am literally, and I'm, again, transparent. You can read right. that I'm going through it. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> yeah. she doesn't need that, yeah. you know. But, I, I mean, no one can read your mind, which is right. why I try to put it in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, last year, this year, I was like, oh, no one. I don't think they actually knew what my birthday was. Mm. I got a pretty easy birthday to remember. So some people remember it. Some people didn't. But again, because I remember yours, I don't say happy birthday in my sessions, Mm -hmm. hoping that you say it back. Mm -hmm. I just say it because I want to say it. Yeah. So I took it off too. And it's, you ever want to know, don't have a Facebook because people are like, were you born at all? Like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just Facebook. And we get so like caught up in that too. Mm -hmm. Just in like, you know, after we all got a Facebook in like 2009 or whatever, mm-hmm. like we got so used to the wall post. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? It was like the how wall we communicated. Flooded. Like, it was like, flooded. Yo, when's your birthday? Oh my God. Let me look at my wall. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> all my friends. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. 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 But as you get older, you start realizing kind of like mm-hmm. what you were saying, even about um, grief mm-hmm. and people not knowing. It's, it's like with pictures, like niggas don't know what to do with their hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And it's just like. No, honestly, though, that's facts. <laughs> It's just like um, you start realizing how how really isolated you mm-hmm. are in this world. Yes. Because really, that's why self-love is so yes. damn important. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you cannot put mm-hmm. your entire trust and your all into other people. No. You can't. No. You have to have this sense of love for yourself mm-hmm. and just like. Just you got to show up for you. You really do. Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we all yeah. are going by ourselves. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's an uncomfortable reality yes. to live in. Yes. Especially when you probably have been on a high mm-hmm. of perceived love yes. from others often. You know, and yeah. now like, you're everyone loves you. What do yeah, you mean? Right, right, right. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. And then when she I'm hits the sad. fan, yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. Right, yeah, right, yes, right. Perceived love is, you know, and yes, that's an uncomfortable truth, but it's something that is that's just the reality of yeah. it. And once you actually kind of really sink mm-hmm. into that shit, you just view things just yeah. everything like it's it's almost like you're just pulling a wall off the absolutely <laughs> just like oh, oh, oh shit no absolutely like people <laughs> yeah. people have a lot of love yeah. for Kim Benton yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't know if everyone loves Kim Benton got it and I love that people have a lot of love for me mm-hmm. um like the love of the idea of yeah Kim but I I never need I never needed it back in action until two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. and then it was like, all these things kept happening, and I'm like, where? Yeah, yeah. 
looking around like where's everybody i mean cause, and again it's not normal uh-huh. i mean it was my dad literally two weeks later my uncle who was supposed to officiate his service uh-huh. okay so that was like okay we're doing a lot and then it was like a month later my cousin then two months later family friend uh-huh. then the next month another like i mean i'm not even joking i have not a single aunt and uncle alive now in two years wow and my dad was the youngest so everybody that's not a normal situation, right? So, mm-hmm. do I think that everyone has to be like every single time? But I thought for for sure for my dad, I was like, wait. But then I realized I was like, they are doing what they can do. That is what they can do, right? Mm-hmm. I can't say that I wish they did more. They're just doing what they can do, and I have to do the rest of the work myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you never you never really know until you need it, mm-hmm. um, which is why I try to just as I take whatever people are willing to give. And then I double it as what I give back in for myself. Mm-hmm. You got to do that for sure. Do you find like any, it sounds like a wild question, mm-hmm. but do you find like any like true meaning through the grief process? Like anything that's like, you know, like people say all the time, like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You never really want to think like yeah. that, but just in terms of like how do it shape you mm-hmm. like I, we can kind of speak on even just like what we just said right now about like you start to see mm-hmm. the people that's, that might be around you mm-hmm. and how people probably actually show up for you yeah. in real time and what people are willing to do but like what does that do for you as far as like your outlook on the future you know what I mean like just mm-hmm. individual wise um, I think it's it's only made me more resilient in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really helped. I really, really do believe it's helped with me just seeing people for what they are. Yeah. And I I think I got very caught up in this idea that, you know, friendship and relationships look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this thing happens and you're like, you look at everything differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like you look at literally every every single person I've ever met, everything it's you just look at it differently. Yeah. And it's allowed for me to really be a lot more introspective about how much time I give to others. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to pull back in some ways because not because I'm upset with them, but because I'm like, I have to really be looking out for myself first, you know? Mm-hmm. And a little bit of that is easy because it's I am an only child, right? So I do already, I know what it's like to be alone in that Mm -hmm. sense, but I've never felt like more disconnected from people and then still felt like I can be okay like that. Mm -hmm. Truly. I'm like, oh, I can actually be okay by myself because it couldn't get any worse. (laughs) And I got through it and I'm going through it and I'm still obviously going through it, but it really changed just how I look at myself. And I'm like, dang, like I talk a lot, I write a lot, but I actually really, I'm not bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I really like, yeah. I'm getting through this yeah. virtually on my own and with the people that are, you know, willing to stick by me. But now that I know where everyone needs to go, it makes mm-hmm. it so much easier, yeah. right? It's yeah, like yeah. a big old chessboard, mm-hmm. and everybody goes where they're supposed to be. And I am less angry and upset Cause mm-hmm. I know that 
you got your kings and your this and your horsemen and your that and everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be on that board right. whereas before I thought everyone should be doing exactly what I want them to do yeah. and that's not friendship to me that's not yeah. relationship building to me right. um so it, it is I think for me grief has been you know such a learning a learning process and it's been extremely lonely at times but I mm. think it's also helped me grow and just like not care you know like life is like so short you know and little things and little things of people and little this and that and little spats i'm like i'm not doing that with you Uh i just don't have the time like the time on earth is short i don't i don't have the time to get in the back and forth with you i confront things a lot quicker if that's even possible i was already doing that (laughs) but now i'm really like what did you say Huh? Huh? <laughs> Actually, let's talk about that right now. You know what? Let's talk about it right now. You know, because I just don't, I don't care, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's made me even more, you know, outspoken and bold, but mm. just mostly just being more aware of where I spend my time and what I can endure by myself. And if I'm able to do those things alone, how much better can I show up for someone else, right? Mm. If I am literally going into something as a whole person that doesn't need anything from anyone else, but it would be nice, mm-hmm. you know, work on what you, who you are and add the extra. Everything else now is extra. Mm-hmm. Good friends are extra. Hanging out is extra. Good work is extra. Disney is extra. is extra. It's all extra because I'm like, oh, I'm really giving like the upgraded. It's like a, like a system update, you know, mm-hmm. that's what like grief feels like. It's like, it's like, oh, have to do a little reboot it's rough mm-hmm. it's rough then it's um you're even better you know mm-hmm. so yeah i think i'm all right and i think you are doing an excellent job well thank you you know what i mean considering the circumstances mm-hmm. and um i definitely i i don't know what it feels like to mm-hmm. lose on that level yeah but i can definitely understand what you mean in terms of like do something though yes do something, something, you know, and that's that's good gospel. Even just mm-hmm. just how I should move yeah. going forward, mm-hmm. because you don't want to be the person that's like yeah. sitting there in the picture that don't know know what to do with their hands, you know. Do something with your hands. Try a pose. Something. Do something with your hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me a peace sign. Do something with your hands. Something, man. Yeah. Um, because it'll be weird for me to just like jump out of that topic, and and I do want to say my condolences and also. Rest in peace to your father Thank you. and as well as your uncles and aunties and everybody, your friends that yeah. you have lost, man. I mm-hmm. hate that I'm like just saying people or whatever, like I want to say everybody's name, but you know, Sorry. yo, the way I'm going to do this, I'm just going to play some, um, some more Anita real quick. Love that. Just to segue into the next part of the show. Okay. Let's I'm going to play some. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. If you don't know this song, you're fake. <laughs> don't make the rules. Let me get this game real quick. Ain't there something I can give in exchange for everything you give to me? Read my mind, you make me feel just fine when I think my peace of mind is out of reach. Scales are sometimes unbalanced, and you bear the weight of all that has to be. I hope you guys are hugging hips. I hope you see that you lean Clean your on house. me, and together we can come a snowy shoes. I know your house is dirty, man. It has to be. 
has to be. No way in hell your house is clean. Disgusting. I got dark stains all over your carpet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trash need to be taken out. Yeah. God, y'all, hey, fellas, y'all better not be having y'all women out there taking the trash out. I'm starting, I'm starting to see a, a little pattern that's going on on the internet, man. But I do want to say, man, I have a game right here. Okay. Shout out Anita Baker, man. Giving you the best yes. that I got. Yes. Explosions. <laughs> this game right here. Oh, no. Black car revoked, man. I'm gonna just read some random cards. I don't even like. Right. You want to shuffle them, or do you know how to shuffle? Yes. Yeah, you shuffle them. Let's, 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 let's do I know how to shuffle. Yeah. First of all, this is a lot of cards to shuffle. <laughs> I, her I feel like an entire stack <laughs> set up for failure. If you're watching this, so what I'm gonna do, man, is so I'm cards. literally. <laughs> I don't think I was supposed to mix them like that, but it's okay. It's all good. Um, just, just yeah, just randomize them, but. I'm gonna ask you some questions, and if you get them right, no. you get a. You get it wrong, you get a. Don't know how many of the questions I'm gonna ask. There's too many cards. But I'm going to ask them. Okay. okay. Alrighty. So I'm stressed. Let's see. Hmm hmm hmm. Hmm. Not that. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> oh no. I don't need majority rules. I need. Here we go. One of those. What? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Kim Benton. What does the word thought stand for? <laughs> A. Oh, we can. Okay. I was like, I know, but you can give me the. Twerking holes on tempo. Okay. All right. B. Toxic holes of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. C. That hole over there. Mm-hmm. Or D. Temporary. Hole on time. It's that hoe over there. There we go. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 You over there. That one over there. Not <laughs> you. It's the other one. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Answer the question. Mm-hmm. If someone puts their hand up on your hip, what is the appropriate response? A, I dip. B, we dip. C, you dip. Or D, all of the above. All of the above. That is correct. Yes. Kim Benson. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's on a roll, guys. Oh, no. She's hot. Three for three, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, approximately, how long did Sophia have to fight? Oh, oh you're going to oh, 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 that's correct. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, all her <laughs> She's life. on a roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does it mean if your ear keeps itching? A, you need to wash. Wow. B, someone is talking about you. C, you need to see a doctor, or D, you're about to fall in love. Uh, somebody is talking about you. That is correct. Yeah. Wow, she grew up in a really black household, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she is burning through <laughs> these questions. All right, so let me try to find another. Actually, let me just read one of these majority rules just to see. And I'll, I'll tell you if you're right or, right, right or wrong. Uh, what's the nickname your mother gives your significant other? A, your little boyfriend. B, your little friend. C, that fast-tailed heifer. D, or what's his or her name? Your little friend. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> My mom says that little. <laughs> oh, that little. 
Oh. Okay. Oh, so, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. On a different world. Mm, oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. What city was Whitley Gilbert from? Oh, God. A, Charlotte. B, Atlanta. C, Savannah. Or D, Richmond. I wish I had to do this. I know. I, I would just do this in the meantime. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. I genuinely don't remember. Maybe... Savannah? That is oh. incorrect. What is it? Richmond. Yeah. She is from Richmond. Now, yeah, you're right. answer the question. In which city was Martin Luther King Jr. killed? A, Atlanta. B, Memphis. C, Washington, D.C. D, Birmingham. Memphis? That is correct. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your I'm going to do like three more. Okay. Answer the question. Mm-hmm. In what city did Rosa Parks refuse to oh move to the back of the bus? Okay. Why do you got these black ass? It's like giving these black are, history. Wow. Money. Yeah. Okay. A, Tuskegee. No. B, Montgomery. C, Birmingham. Or D, Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. It's Birmingham. That is no, incorrect. it's. What was the other three? It was Montgomery. Montgomery bus strike because then they yeah. didn't get on the buses. There we go. For a year, I know things. I'm black. Mm, Thank you. Put that to the back. Black history had, starts with me. I wish they had some baby boy questions. <laughs> That'd be good. Mm. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm about to tie you up. This is really black history right here. Oh no. Who wrote "Lift Every Voice and Sing," aka mm. the Negro National Anthem? Yes, it is. A. Langston Hughes. B. James Weldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. C. Booker T. Washington. No. Or D. Maya Angelou. James Weldon Johnson. A Sigma man. Oh, you goddamn right, man. Okay. okay. Hmm. All right. Hmm. A little blue and white. Okay. Mm. All right. Put some respect on your daddy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. This is just a personal question. Okay. Which is the best rap artist out right now? Oh, gosh. Okay. A, Kendrick Lamar. Uh-huh. B, Travis Scott. Uh-huh. C, J. Cole. Uh-huh. Or D, Arby Graham. Kendrick. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and an explosion. Yeah. And, and a Kendrick scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might just ask you one more. Hold on. See what this is. <laughs> oh, no. You better get this right. To what <laughs> architect? Wait, wait. Ooh, this shit is beating my ass. Hold on. <laughs> to what architectural structure did little John direct us? <laughs> A, to the roof. B, to the ceiling. C, <laughs> to the door. Or D, to the window. To the window. The motherfucking window. Absolutely. Followed by the wall. Thank you. Thank you. To the sweat. Drops down his balls. Speaking of Sigma. Really? Now, when you got... No, Lil John is not a Sigma. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. But we had many a parties. You did. And these functions. With a lot of blue juice. And when this song came on, I'm telling you right now. You guys just move the fuck out the way, okay? <laughs> Where my goddamn explosions? I can literally smell this song. I can smell what it smells like in the room when the song is playing. 
and it smells sweaty and like blue juice. All my signals out there, jump up right now. Go to it. Everything was what a time. Honestly, what a time. Music. What a time in music. <laughs> wow, I was really like, not little John is a sigma. And she said, I can smell that I can song. Smell it. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can smell it. I remember you actually walking into one of my house parties one time. That shit surprised the absolute yeah, fuck I mean, out of me. I go to the things. I don't participate. But, but I was I like, I would go. I said, wait, what? <laughs> it was yeah. one of the wait. I was living off Shannon Hills, I believe. I remember you walked in. I said, wait, who the fuck invited Kim Benson to this uh, I'm gonna, park? I support. I'm just not going to do anything. Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. I'm right. supporting. I supported everyone in the Divide Nine. Right. I'm just not going to act crazy. Oh, my God, man. Um, you're a lover of love. Mm-hmm. I, I saw you post about that as well. Mm-hmm. You're a lover of love. Um, why is that? You like rom-coms and all that shit? I do. My favorite movies. And that's are. a stupid question. Like, why is that? But <laughs> who shouldn't love love? You know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah, I do. I do. But um, what is it about love that you love? I don't know. I think the right kind of love makes, you know, people show up with their best self. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone is better when they're loved in any type of relationship, platonic, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I love the idea of it. I love, you know... I don't know. I just think that we're our best selves when we're loved properly. Whew. Yeah. Talk that talk. Talk that talk. You know. You can tell, like, people that's, like, around that's, like, they are not being loved properly. Yes. You know? You can feel that energy. Absolutely. You know? <clears throat> that also just makes me think just, I don't know. Do I do it, Mike? Don't do it. Don't do it, Mike. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cause I hate, like, bringing, like, my family into, mm-hmm. into these conversations, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think they knew how to love properly either. You know what I mean? And my family did the best they could. I'll yeah, say that. Yeah. You know, but I realized through my therapy, mm-hmm. um, Hey, shout out Yasmin, man, my therapist, we are still celebrating over a year together. Applause. Yes. My dog. Yeah, We love that. I, w- I, w- I wonder if she will ever come on the podcast. Probably not, but, <laughs> but um just in terms of um when trying even recognizing what love even is mm-hmm. you know as somebody who and how do you even really dictate like what like loving properly you know mm-hmm. everybody's different everybody right. requires different things and shit like that but um i was telling her i'm like i don't even know how to receive love mm. like well mm-hmm. you know what i mean i want it i know i yeah. need it but i'm not the best at receiving it and that's my problem that's a personal problem well mine. because people told you that they loved you and it wasn't actually yeah. they weren't the actions were not good going back to what you right. said before yeah. about like you say something but you're not really showing no. it so you're you're associating people saying i love you with not treating you the best that they can mm. so now you're like when someone actually loves you you're like wait i don't know if i like that right 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 yeah. right 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 yeah so I, I like I get into that part like even with, like with my partner sometimes mm-hmm. like she's like she will be showing me like genuine love, mm-hmm. 
and I'm sitting there with the hands in the picture, just <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Don't really know what to do with this, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like it's an unwarranted argument about something, mm-hmm. and I, I'll take accountability for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And just learning that process, like so, you loving love, mm-hmm. and what you even just said about like it, it allows people to become like their best mm-hmm. self, mm-hmm. you know, to blossom. That's how I know Gucci Mane is in love. <laughs> I know this random. Not the person I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no, that's how I know he's in love because his whole speech Everything is different. Changed. Everything is different. Everything's different. I want that. No, I, actually, I don't want that, but yeah, I want something that, that, you that, that works way. for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just in terms of, wow. But you also realize, like, that also takes time. Yes. It takes understanding. Yes. It takes patience. Yes. It takes compassion. Mm-hmm. It takes all of those different things. Mm-hmm. Now, you spoke about being single. Mm-hmm. And you've been very vocal about being the turned up auntie. I show am. up for everybody. I am. Now, what is your idea mm-hmm. of the right person for you? Wow. Mm. Ah, oh, see? Wow. Didn't know I was going to go there, huh? No. I don't know, honestly. Um, And I'm not sure that there is, Mm -hmm. but I I imagine I will know when I get to that point or I find them Mm -hmm. or they find me or however that works. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am not actively looking like I might have been years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's normally the best way to meet somebody. That's that's what they say. But I think it's not even, I think before 30, maybe even late twenties, early thirties, there was this, everyone was getting married Mm. even now, but everyone was getting married. I remember that time. All these people from, (laughs) all these people from college are getting married. And I'm like, you what? You too? You too? Wait, how the, how the hell are you get wow. married? Wow. I remember what you was doing. Right. And it's like. <laughs> before I, me? Before me? Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I have come to terms with the, with the idea that not everybody is going to ride off in the sunset in these right. relationships right. and get married and have kids. And the moment I realized that that is something that could not happen for me, I became a lot less bitter. Mm. Uh, a mm. lot less like, well, why her, not me, you mm. know, because again, when you're in college, when you're younger, whatever, and you're convincing again, whatever that means. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People are like, you're going to, you're going to be married, Kim. Someone's going to get you. And that person that gets you is going to be like, oh, I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like, I'm just regular. You guys like it yeah. either happen or it won't. But now I'm like, well, I'm doing my own thing. I'm working on being a whole person by mm. myself. Mm hmm. The more I work on being a whole person by myself, the more I love myself. Yeah. The more I'm like, I could be okay. Mm-hmm. And that could just not be how it ends for me. Um, doesn't make me love, love less. I was at a wedding last night. You know, it doesn't make me, you know, not want that for other people if that's genuinely what they want. Right. Um, but yeah, the actively looking thing or just falling into something because it's there and convenient. Um, it's just no longer a part of my journey, right? Um, anymore. And that's one of the things I—I I have a lot of homegirls. I said this on the pod mm-hmm. before. I was like, I had to tell one of my homegirls who is single, where it was like <clears throat> she wants to be married, she mm-hmm. wants to have all those things. Understandable, 
But I was like, would you consider your life a failure Mm -hmm. if you never got any of those Mm -hmm. things? Like sometimes we have to like shift our thinking Mm -hmm. because being in a successful relationship, because even if we see Instagram relationships, people getting married and all that shit, it's a lot of that shit is cat. Hit the the explosion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another one. Yes. Oh, another one. And a horse. Yes. A lot of that shit is not what it appears to mm-hmm. be. It's mm-hmm. all cap. Some yeah. of it is beautiful. Some of it is yeah, actually really absolutely. great. But sometimes we look at other things mm-hmm. and be like, I want that. You want that. And we do want what it perceives to be. Yes. But ah, it's some things that goes behind the scenes that mm-hmm. just be like, do you want to deal with this Almost part? always. You know what I mean? So it, I, be, I be trying to tell my homegirls, like, yo, they had that whole, what's that? There's some viral TikTok that's going on right now about like uh, a girl when she asked her male friends like for advice mm-hmm. about like another dude, and she was just sitting there with tears in her eyes because he was just telling her to really, oh, no. like, you really just why you keep doing this stupid shit, oh, no. like you know what I mean. But like me being the male friend yeah. to my homegirl, sometimes I'll be like, what? Like yeah. why are you doing that? Come on, yeah. you know better than that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because but I'll be telling my homegirl like I was like, yo, are you okay? If this never happens for you, mm-hmm. do you consider your life a failure? Because you shouldn't. Yeah. And it's kind of wild to tell that to somebody, but it's like your life is way bigger Absolutely. than somebody else. You got to be able to be happy mm-hmm. in what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if something comes along, Absolutely. great. Absolutely. But it doesn't define no. your, like, you know, yeah. your, your happiness yeah. or your life. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's a very, again, humbling and, yeah. you know, stark reality that is not everybody isn't going to be married. Right. Everybody isn't going to have kids. Right. So, I mean. The hell? <laughs> someone's calling us. Well, I'm not answering. <laughs> <laughs> Explosions. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Hi. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen for everybody. And that is okay. Um, I, like I said, I've been to a lot of weddings, a lot of weddings of people we went to school with a lot of kids, birthdays and baby showers. And I'm always at these things with people from Cal State and UCR by proxy. And it's like, Kim, I thought, or when are you gonna? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm Mm -hmm. good. You know, like I I think people's expectations of what a happy life looks like Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't even see a world mm-hmm. where I have a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. No, like, <laughs> no, like, no. <laughs> now I love. Yeah, I will yeah. take them to Disney. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah, yeah. give them the best outfits. Mm-hmm. I will watch them and return them. Yeah, yeah. But I had to really be like, oh, I don't actually want that. <laughs> You know, I genuinely don't actually want that. I'll be trying to tell people, y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want yeah, that late like, at night kid smoke. No. All and up all night? No. No, <laughs> it's not for me. But again, people's idea of what makes you successful and yeah. what is a successful life has turned into a relationship or a marriage or mm-hmm. kids. And I think it's okay to not have those things, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what the world says or what it looks like on social media. Um, and you will be a lot happier when you realize that you can be happy. You've been going this long without it. Yeah. So like, what makes you think that they're better than you because they're That's in a, a relationship? That's a they're bar. not, you know, because yeah. they're still calling you complaining about him. 
or he's calling you complaining about her, right? Mm-hmm. That part of it, I'm over. I'm yeah. over that. And I will say, as the single friend over 30, mm-hmm. it is a weird place to be in, right? right. right like, right. am I going to get invited to all the couple things? Probably not. Yeah. I'm going to go to the major things. I'm going to go to the wedding. I'm going to go to the, the kids' birthdays. I'm going to go to the baby showers, <clears throat> but I'm not necessarily going to game night mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. But that's okay. You yeah. know, I, I wish there was more of a space for your single friends to still be a part of those dynamics. Um, yeah, I, that that's the one thing I, I don't like is that there is no space for us. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, we're going on a date night and it's like a bunch of couples. It's like, well, I could go right, right, to right, BJ's, right. you guys. Yeah, 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 you yeah. can invite me. Right. right. But again, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's also part of it looks different. So that's the only thing that I think is different about being the single friend is that like there is a lot of couple stuff that you just slowly are no longer a part yeah, of. Yeah. But I mean, I get that too. Like I have a bunch of guy friends. I don't expect to be going to their game nights. Oh yeah. Like why would, why would, why am I there? Mm-hmm. Not that anyone's like jealous or worried about me, yeah. but like it's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that part of it, you kind of have to be like, once this person gets married, especially if it's a guy friend, that your dynamic changes. Oh man. I've literally <laughs> had these conversations at people's wedding. Like, ah, this is it for us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for our friendship. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a such a good time. Um, I will see you at a baby shower because I am not hanging out with you um anymore. Um, but I love you from oh, afar. Oh man. Um That's but yeah, it does change. It changes. I, and I do want to say on the flip side, with all respect to my relationship with my lady, babe, I love you, okay? Hey, sponsors. Relationships are overrated. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Where are my sirens at? <laughs> I think yeah. she's coming. Is she here? She Explosions. Comes, she comes out and she's like, what? Turn it off. He said it, not me. Yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, no. ISO. Put it on me. Isolation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, relationships are great. Yeah. But it requires a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are trying to get married yeah. and you're trying to go into that. Or if you are married, I've never been married, so I do have married friends. So mm-hmm. I had conversations with them about the ins and outs about their things. But is somebody calling me again? You bet not. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep it cute. <laughs> but anyways, um, I do just want to say, like, it's a lot. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like you compare, not compare, but you pair with having like a relationship also with raising kids. Cause that's a whole different dynamic. Raising kids is its own entity. It's yes. its own Island of like responsibility mm-hmm. and thought processes and all of that stuff. Being a partner mm-hmm. is an entire mm-hmm. other thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go to work, yep. be a nine to five, do yep. your job, yada, yada, yada. And if you're an entrepreneur like me, you also trying to, Build a business mm-hmm. and do that mm-hmm. full time and yeah. do all that. It is a lot. And sometimes, like they always say, like grass is not always greener mm-hmm. on the other end. Sometimes I do like look at some of my single friends who don't got kids. I love my kids, love my babies, love you guys, Lodge Design, I love you. But I, sometimes I do see like my single friends with no mm-hmm. kids and they just kind of like, I'm like, oh, you get to just up and leave and just go wherever you want to go, just yeah. at the whim of just, oh, hey, yeah. you know, I'm feeling like going to Turkey today. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you work from home, I'm going to just take my laptop, take my work mm-hmm. laptop with me, I'm going to just go. Yeah. And it's like sometimes with partnerships and uh, being a parent, mm-hmm. you get so in, involved yeah. in that, it literally becomes mm-hmm. your day-to-day forever. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I always say for people who are looking for partners or who are mm-hmm. trying to date and things like that, just understand, man, mm-hmm. when it happens, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you got to be prepared for everything that comes with that because yeah. it takes a certain type of resiliency mm-hmm. to last in a relationship where you, oh, my girlfriend put it the best last night. She said, you, when you're with somebody who challenges you mm-hmm. in a good way, mm-hmm. you, it's a mirror mm-hmm. when you got, it's like you guys are holding a mirror to each other. Mm-hmm. That is like, damn, when you really have to look in your reflection yeah. of like the type of person you are, because your partner can really bring you and put you in a space where you see you see yourself kind of at your lowest low yes. in terms of emotions and yeah. all of that stuff. And when you get to that point, how do you get out of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's, 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 I don't know, man, but it's just love is love is great. Love is great. We say all that to say love is so <laughs> yeah, yeah. good. All that love is awesome. Yeah, I wish it's love work, on though. everybody, but that shit work. is work. Yeah, to love yourself, to love someone else, and yes. to love some kids. Yes, three different levels. Oh, oh God. levels to all of it. God. Yeah, I think that's why I truly respect like people who honor their marriages, and mm-hmm. husbands and wives, and parents. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That really because it's. The easy way out is to just abandon yeah, everybody. To dip. Just dip. Like, actually, I'm over it. Thank you yeah, so much. Oh yeah, this is this has been good. <laughs> but bye. Like, mm, the, yeah. the most fruitful thing mm-hmm. is to sit through those those trenches mm-hmm. with somebody. Yeah. And go through it for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that's what you saw mm-hmm. in your house, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, with your parents. And, you know, and I just I just constantly just honor that type of respect and love that people mm-hmm. have for each other in terms of that. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. Hey man, round of applause for love, huh? <laughs> Sweet love. Um, in closing though, mm-hmm. that's crazy. This shit went by fast though. Mm-hmm. Um, in closing though, what is next for Kim? Oh wow. Um, yeah. I don't know in terms of what, like everything, just life, work. What do you, what things? are you, uh, what are you excited for? Hmm. Or what are you either excited for, preparing for, or whatever mm. the case, like what do you see for yourself coming forward? Um, wow. I don't know. I mean, I think personally just working on myself trying to be better every day Mm -hmm. um putting even more time into my passions and the things that I enjoy Mm -hmm. am I gonna write a book I don't know maybe we'll see possibly Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm thinking more of lately Mm -hmm. um and where writing could actually take me if I really really like tried yeah (laughs) and like didn't just like I think you can do that shit. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's definitely something I'm considering. I just don't even know like where to start. I'm assuming like a book of essays or something. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something that is more 
on the forefront of my mind. Your words are so animated. It's so visual though. <laughs> like when I read your shit, it's yeah. like literally I can literally picture you yeah, saying, saying it. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, you know, as time goes by that that could really be something I can look forward to doing. I don't know why anyone would read it, but mm-hmm. I also see why not, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think I'm going to, in the work sense, I'm going to be with Disney a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm getting to a place right now where I am trying to take over some things and trying to position myself where I can actually add some change into the department in which I work in and um, continuing to put my foot on Mickey's neck Mm. so that, you know, more girls that look like me could be there and we can get the things that we need. I think that's really important. You Mm. know, I've been there over 10 years Yeah, and our age doesn't stay anywhere 10 years in Mm. a job for sure. So that's also professionally something as well as my other work moving up there. I like to stay busy. I like to work. I like to write. So continuing to do those things and even being more intentional about those things. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a season of like being intentional about what I do, where I put my time, you know, the people I'm around, where I'm spending my energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Actively intentional is, is where I see Mm -hmm. myself and whatever comes from that, because I'm putting that focus and that time into certain things that I might've just done as a hobby or on the side Uh is going to kind of navigate what the next few years of my life look like. Uh Um, and just, you know, having a good time while doing it. Motherfucking explosion. (laughs) I didn't do this stuff. (laughs) Here he is. I do want to say, man, uh, Kim, Thank you so motherfucking much for coming on this goddamn show, man. Hey, man, you guys give Cam a round of oh fucking God. applause, okay? Yes. I appreciate it. And Thank I appreciate you. your vulnerability and everything for Anytime. you. Just just even just expressing everything that you express. Because it definitely, like I said, I like learning from people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the gems that you were dropping, even like in the grief segment, mm-hmm. like I'm going to apply that going forward for Lots anybody you know what I mean? things, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um as we ride out of here man i do want to put this on come on man. Oh, okay um, so this is my girl you guys man it's been a ride, it's been a ride. okay <sighs> we almost there at the halfway mark of season seven okay the season finale will be on my birthday in january I might be drunk on that episode. There's no telling. Stay tuned. <laughs> but, I'm going to say he probably will be, yeah, but who I, do I? Who am I? Yeah, what do yeah, I know? I, I probably will be. But um, where can they find you on social media if you want oh. them to find you? Oh. Um, I am on, what is my Instagram? My Instagram is vintage underscore Kimmy B. Vintage underscore K-I-M-E-E-B. And then my blog is sarcasticallyyourskb.com. Mm-hmm. It's all there on my Insta. Yeah. Okay. Explosions. You can learn something from this. All right. And also, <laughs> you guys can uh, tap into the Instagram for the podcast. That's If I Let You Tell It Pod. Also, tap into the Patreon for additional content. That's patreon.com slash If I Let You Tell It. That includes a video version of this podcast as well as bonus episodes. Two bonus episodes a month. 
depending on what tier you fucking subscribe to. Because you subscribe to that one dollar tier, you ain't getting no bonus episodes. Okay, you just sit tight. Just appreciate your donations. Anyways, <laughs> you can I'm also subscribe myself right. right now before I leave you guys. You can also follow me at the Music Homie if you do not know how to spell the Music Homie. Please don't follow me. Shut up. Yeah, this is the If I Let You Tell It podcast, episode 128. Kimberly Benton, man. Another round of applause, man. Yeah. We did it, guys. <laughs> we fucking did it. Ah. Yeah, man. Thank you guys again, man. I will see you guys soon. Listen to these sweet vocals of Adele, you bitch. Oh, sweet vocals, Louis.